Hi, Owen Davis here from Leafield Real Estate. I'm here with Ken Hugh. Ken's a mortgage broker. Hi, Ken. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Sure. Um, uh, so I wanted to have a chat to Ken because uh, he's been a mortgage broker for a while, deals with a lot of investors. So please tell us your story, Ken. Um, yeah, sure. So I guess I'll start off with uh, when, uh, how I got into the, the finance broking space. Yep. Um, so prior to uh, yeah, becoming a finance broker, I, I, got, uh, I was in superannuation for about seven and a half years. Right. Um, and it was, it was a quite an interesting, um, an interesting role. Uh, there, started off in a contact center, um, ended up going through management. I did have a, an opportunity to spin off into financial planning. Yeah. I did a diploma, but never did. Uh, this is before FOFA um, and the changes and reforms yep. in that space. So I guess the reason for that was because I think um, there were some instances where you know there was a it's, it's changed now, uh, but there was specifically you know uh, just selling one particular product depending on who which brand you were with. Yeah. Um, and being in superannuation, I thought oh. Yeah, this is people's life savings, so it's really important that they, they make an educated choice yep. in terms of what they work because it's setting them up for retirement. So, yeah, ended up moving into the credit space. Yep. Uh, I mean, I was quite uh, interested. Uh, I was quite interested in property investing myself. Um, yep. I was thinking about doing it. Bought my first property up um, in Queensland. Okay. Fortunately, it was a mining town. So <laughs> right, okay. During that mining boom. Yeah, yeah. Which, which was going uh, to last forever. Of yeah, course, exactly, wasn't it? exactly. So. Uh, I've moved away from the property investing space and just purely focusing on credit because I think um, what's interesting for me is that when uh, looking at building a property but you portfolio, don't have a problem with property investing it's just the right one yeah, it, and, yeah. and I've left that to you know real estate agents and, and buyers agents and, yeah. and people who really specialize in that space in terms of identifying which regions yeah. what types what strategy because it's cash yeah. flow and growth then within that what area looking yeah. at demographics how many owner occupied investors yeah. Yeah, infrastructure. There's a whole bunch, a uh, range of items which I don't get into. I just purely look at the, uh, yeah, just yeah. the credit side of things. Okay, and, and and working with clients who are buying investment properties, you work yep. with a lot of them. Yeah. So they, um, for me, I I didn't really see too many coming through uh, last year. I think yep. that was because of the uh, clients in. Uh, well, to be honest, no, not a lot of people saw um, a lot last year, did they? No, yeah, yeah, I think after the regulators were kind of really clamping down on that. Uh, first, yeah. it was a 10% cap, and then on top of that was a um, 30% cap on interest-only loans. Yeah. And so they peeled back the 10% cap, interest-only was still there. Yeah. Uh, they've removed that. So now, in, uh, technically speaking, there really isn't a reason why there should be a difference between an investment and owner-occupied. Mm. That pricing difference was uh, put in there by the lenders to, to prevent, you know, to encourage people just owner-occupied yep. buyers. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, working with um, investors, and I, and I do enjoy working with them because I think, you know, in terms of building a portfolio and things like that, I do focus on the credit side and structuring the, the loans just to make sure mm. that you know, they line up with their not just this com coming purchase, but you know, following on from the settlement, the next moves and things like that. It's important to get that right. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of uh, thought, and I, I do enjoy working with you know, accountants, financial planners, and things like that to okay. give that holistic advice to the investor. And what are you finding at the moment in the market? Like what's happening right now? Yeah, so I'm seeing a lot of first home buys and, and home okay. buys coming into the market. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of them, I was speaking to quite a few of them who, were, who did have the deposit ready to go, hmm. but they were waiting to see what the market does. Okay. And is that the main difference between what was happening 
during last year, being last year 2018, and now we're in uh, just out of February yep. 2019? Um, I think, yes, like it was really strange. So uh, I'm out in Auburn in open homes on Saturdays yep. um, with the team Star Partners Auburn, and they there was a lot of people uh, reluctant to place an offer prior right. to the thing, but I do know that vendors were keen to, to yep. move. And okay. then since then, uh, yeah, start of the year, January, everyone's decided this is the year to buy maybe, I'm yep. not sure, um, but they've now put out uh, offers and I'm assuming vendors are now finding that they're you know inundated with offers. So yep. yeah, they're thinking about whether they should take that, uh, <laughs> that current offer. So yeah, it's been a big change even in just that Okay. So there's a lot time. more activity on both sides. Yeah. At the moment. And I'm also starting to get inquiries back with inquiry uh, with investors. We're right, starting okay. to now look at okay. I think because officially all the uh, restrictions on the, the investment credit yeah. side of things have So after the, all the term, turmoil of last year things are looking a bit more positive. Yeah, and I don't know how that's going to uh, I'm interested to see how that plays itself out in in the market um, because I I felt that there was a lot of money on the side sidelines waiting to come in. Right. Um, if it didn't, you know, the, the market would probably keep doing what it was doing last year. Right. But there was always potential for like a whole bunch of people to come okay. in, and it seems to be happening. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was partly going to be my next question. Where do you see things happening over the next 12, 18 months? Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure. Uh, I I tend to just play by ear and see yep. uh, and 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 deal with and handle things as they come through. Uh, but I think, yeah, in, in terms of, uh, from, from what I'm gathering in terms of the media and, and what's happening in the market, there does seem to be, uh, like I was trying to explain why they did what they did um, in, the, in the previous 18 months. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes sense to me in terms of, you know, instead of like curbing the, uh, the downside, I guess, mm. if they were to let it run the way it was running, yeah. uh, I don't think it was sustainable. So. Yeah, I think it could be interesting, and, and in, yeah, signs seem to indicate that there are buyers coming into the market. So it could be interesting okay. in terms of how that plays itself out in the market. Great. Well, um, yeah, we look forward to uh, hopefully a bit more of a, well, a better year than last year. Yeah, um, definitely. So, um, but no, thanks, Ken, um, and thanks everyone for no matter where you're watching or where you're listening. Um, thanks for um, for doing so again, and um, and. Again, yeah, no matter where you're listening or watching, uh, please reach out to us if you have any questions um, or um, suggestions or feedback, suggestions for next episode uh, or who we can talk to. So um, thank you. Right. Thanks, Thanks Ken. Thanks,